0: Thank you for listening to this message from the North Gate. All right, we want to say welcome, welcome everyone tonight to come to our, our, our newest class that's kind of been uh, becoming a, a, a new thing for us here at the North Gate. And uh, the last class we did was our financial classes, and uh, they were pretty incredible. If you wonder what I'm doing, I'm turning the live stream on just in case anybody begins to ask any questions on here. Or the typical, if you look back at our live streams, I can't hear. I can't hear. I want to make sure, um, because we're running different microphones, as speaking mics. And we want to make sure that uh, they're all good to go. I know everybody can hear me good, um, but it's sometimes speaking on those microphones. I can send Kevin a text and tell him to crank some stuff up. Um, so, but hey... Uh, Our first four classes that we did on practical kingdom living was about finances. And uh, in those times of those classes, um, one, that was some of the greatest feedback we've gotten as a ministry, Um, even more than people watching our every uh, Sunday services or watching our our, our listening to our podcast. Um, We got people from this city. We got people from other states that were so thankful that when we did kingdom finances we just didn't beat you over the head and tell you for four classes to pay your tithes we had an opportunity to speak into your identity and unlock honor and giving and it's been very beneficial for us as a ministry and uh but more than that it's, it's beneficial for the kingdom when you understand honor and generosity as everything so in those classes um we saw we got a big feedback of talking about kingdom lifestyle Inside of finances. So I knew we were going to head into some parenting and uh, some other things as we move forward. But I knew the shift came when I had a dream in the middle of the financial classes. um, I had a dream that I was speaking to this room and it was full and it was full that were people that were struggling with weight problems. And uh, when I say that, that's what we're about to teach on for the next two classes is probably one of the untouchables um, in the church world. I, I feel like there's two untouchables in the church world. One is sexual perversion and pornography. And the second one is obesity. Or um, just struggling with your weight. And so in that, nobody wants to preach on it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Because the only way we know how to do it is beat somebody over the head with it. When it comes to sexual perversion and it comes to people struggling with weight gaining. The only way we know how to really deal with people is to beat them over the head. And that gets us nowhere. It's the kindness and the love of God that draw people to metanoia, which is repentance, to change the way that they think about what themselves and how God sees them. And so in that, I had a dream that I was in a room full of people, and I knew this room would not be full tonight. I want everybody to hear me. I knew this would not be exactly like the dream because... In this, when people struggle with their weight or their health, it is probably the heaviest load of self-condemnation you carry. Your self-image looking in a mirror is a weight that the enemy uses against you. And so with me being the style of preacher that I am, I think most people would be like, oh, he's going to preach on weight loss like yeah, how's this going to go? The Marine telling you to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the gym? And immediately when I sat down with the leadership and began to speak to them about this, they begin to see my heart for this. And my heart is this. I want everybody to tap into the inheritance of living to be 100 years old. This has more to do about long path than your weight. But the easiest thing to say is in the meeting... When I was teaching on kingdom health and kingdom weight loss in the dream, as I begin to speak into people's lives, they literally begin to shrink right before me. And so, in that, I want to tell everybody in this room there is a healthy you inside of you. There's a healthy you inside of you that, now I'm not talking about beach body you, and I'm not talking about the younger version of you. I'm talking about the you that dreams about doing something. Feeling a certain way, living a certain way, that treasures inside of every person in this room. And we're going to get to the place to understand that how loved we are by God, we're going to break the mold of our personal appearance, and we're going to break the mold of how we feel about ourselves in this class here tonight. And I want it to be a staple of a podcast that you can go back and listen to time and time and time again. I want people to share it all across the kingdom family. I I believe this thing is going to go viral. Because there is a point of health and weight loss that you, everybody in this room desires. And it's time for us to quit comparing ourselves to other people. And find the treasure of beloved identity that is inside every one of us. And allow that to be unleashed and we're going to break because culture is about language right so when i say some things and call them demonic proverbs you don't say them anymore so in marriage classes we've used in the past one of the demonic proverbs is if mom ain't happy nobody's happy that's not true that can't be a kingdom proverb because i don't want just tina to be happy i want my children to be happy she wants me to be happy we want the house to be filled with joy So we don't use that language culturally in our house. We don't say that, yeah, you might be the authority of the house, but I'm the neck that turns the head. We don't use that because that's manipulation. Mm -hmm. There's certain things as a cultural language we don't use inside of our houses. We raise our kids because we do everything with the next generation in mind. So on this weight loss journey, there's a phrase, a demonic proverb. That's the way I like to call it because it makes it look like the devil. And it is the devil. Okay, that demonic proverb is this. I'll start next Monday. Stop using that. This is about lifestyle. This is not about trends. This is not about diets. What we begin to teach on tonight is not about a diet for you. It's about a way of life so you can unlock the treasure and do all the things that you want to do. All the things that you dream about doing, how you dream about worshiping God, how you dream about running, how you dream about sports, activities, hobbies. Listen, I have been there dreaming about bending over and tying my shoe without almost feel like I'm dying. Where does all of this stem from? This stems from a time in my life where I got up to 240 pounds, and I'm not asking anybody what they weigh in here. That's not what this is about. At five foot eight. 240 pounds is like a man being six foot four, six foot six, and being 300 or maybe 400 pounds. Being 240, 250 pounds at five foot eight is not a healthy place for me to be at. And so, in that, I attacked it with a diet, and the diet began to work. But I've noticed the diet that we chose to have now has become a lifestyle because I have a dream and a love to not just do things, to live long. And so I, I go to a doctor once a month, once a year, not once a month, once a year for my annual checkup for the VA. I have to do this to keep my benefits for teen and the kids for my life insurance. I have to go get a physical checkup once a year. What's awesome is, is from the day that I got out of the Marine Corps, Till right now in 2023, which I just went here recently and my blood pressure, my cholesterol is lower. Thank you, God. Okay. But also my weight is lower. And so in that they have a chart of my life. And I encourage everybody to start going to your doctor once a year to get a chart of your life so that he can be an accountability to look you in the face and say, hey, you see this guy over here that weighed 185 pounds. I want you to see his blood pressure. I want you to see his testosterone. I want you to see his cholesterol. I want you to see um, all the things that they show you, your hormones, everything. He said that right there, that guy right there is the healthy version of you. That's still not the guy that was 16 years old at 155 pounds. and You can see an eight-pack of abs. That's not that guy. That's also not the guy who was a fantasy, that was a lie, who was on steroids, who was 210 pounds that had a bunch of muscle definition. That 185-pound guy is a natural guy, a dad living with a one-year-old son named Trenton that my numbers were the best. And that's when I felt the healthiest. And that's when I could do some things. Don't worry about what age I was there because what happens is that 185-pound guy left and a 200-some-pound guy showed up. I would drop back down to that 185 pound guy. I would jump back up. I would drop back down to that 185 pound guy. And my doctor keeps looking at me saying, when is the 185, 190 pound guy going to be the only guy that exists? When I get a revelation of consistency of long path of who I am. And there's been some things through some medical, through some injuries, through me blowing out my shoulder that has caused my life to go up and down and up and down and up and down. So I want to teach you guys that let's stop right now. Everybody hear me. Stop. Stop with the diet trends. This is not a diet that we're talking about here today. This is a way of kingdom living. This is a way of healthy living. Healthy living is kingdom living. And when I live, I'm doing everything with the next generation in mind, which means I do not, and I'm standing up and saying this with all seriously, I'm not looking in a mirror to see what I look like in a bathing suit. I'm not dreaming about being or looking like anyone else because all of us have done it. We went to the beach and say, I may not look that bad, but I don't look that good. And I compare myself to other people. This is not about you taking your clothes off and comparing yourself to anybody because the only person that you should worry about what you look like with a shirt off should be your spouse. And if you're single, you better marry somebody who loves you for you. Not you transforming your body into something else that they may like. Because you know what they're telling you at that point? They want somebody else. Because there's going to be times where you have a shoulder blowout. Or you have some things. Your hormones get all the whack. Your thyroid. You're You're going to get old. The young you is never coming back. Okay? The 21-year-old you is never coming back. The 25-year-old you is never coming back. Even if you have surgeries, surgeries can't stop age. Have we not seen some of our, what we would call idols growing up? I'm not going to name their names. But singers, athletes, plastic surgery at 50 and 60 does not do them good. And once you get one surgery, you got to get another one. Because guess what happened? You're getting older and your body is changing and only so much plastic can fix. But it really can't. Plastic can't stop time. But you know what can? Slow time down. Eating right. Finding out what works for you. Finding out what works for you may not work for somebody else. You knowing who you are In Christ Jesus and releasing the healthiest version of you that you possibly could be. I want my body and my mind to be prepared for the legacy and long path of the next generation. Healthy habits and healthy living are a marathon mindset. They are not a sprint. That's why this is not about diets. This is not about the diet trend and how can I get a quick 20 off or a quick 40 off. I would say this to you. Once you step into a way of life, stop stepping on the scale. Do the jeans fit? Does the shirt fit? Quit stepping on the scale. If you find any real good trainer, you know what they tell you? Stop stepping on the scale. Guess what most every single one of us do when we change a habit? If this is the scale... Did it change yet? Oh, I lost a pound. Then watch. Then you step on the scale. I gained five back. Well, no kidding. You just started working out. You never worked out before. You started gaining muscle. Quit letting the numbers on the scale judge your success. Quit letting a scale be your gavel. Your judge and your jury. I'm going to say this to everybody in this room. When you change into kingdom living, throw the scale in the trash. You know when you can step on a scale? When you've changed habits for a year. And you've had to get rid of old clothes and buy new ones. My mom is a prime example that we watched the transformation that she has went through over the last several years here as she has allowed the love of God and the Holy Spirit of God to direct her habits of how she lives. We watched Mama go, Mama, you've lost all this weight. And she's like, I know. But you know what the fear is when you lose weight? It's only a matter. Here's the lie. It's only a matter of time before I gain it back. Yeah, if you don't change your habits. If you don't change your habits. And how does change come? How does the Bible say that change comes? It comes from kindness and love. How you love yourself and love those that you're around all the time will produce the change that you're looking for. Amen? Amen. Healthy habits and livings are a marathon mindset. They're not a sprint. If we are looking to lose weight, or are we, are we looking to lose weight or gain the ability to walk and run? We want to maintain what we begin to lose. So don't look for a beach body in gains and losses. First, ask yourself this question as you allow the love of God to change you. Not just your inner soul. We've got to stop this in Christianity. We have to stop with, I'm changed from the inside. Okay, inside out. Don't dress it up with suits. Don't dress it up with just clothes. Allow God to start dealing with your inner world. Ask yourself this question. I'm living a life right now. Will I regret it in 10 years or can I celebrate it? I want to approach this right now. I made choices today that I'll either regret a month from now or a year from now. And those choices, when they become habits, will become regrets. We have to allow ourselves to take a look at our own two hands. What's our own two hands? Our own two hands is what we're allowing to enter into our temple. Our own two hands. Listen, you don't have to tell people no. You have to look at your hands and say no. No. No, not today. Not today. Let Holy Spirit speak to you and say not today. And if you can't win that battle, then get around somebody that will love you, not enable you. And say, hey, pray for me. I'm ready for change. I'm ready for this. Being accountable to somebody that loves you is not going to condemn you. They're going to love you. I'm living a life right now. I'm making choices that I'll regret in 10 years. Or I can start living a life that I can celebrate. And listen to me. Celebrate it. When you don't sit down and eat a bag of potato chips and you have a salad. Celebrate it. When you go on a walk on a wild whim. Celebrate it. Listen to me. When you make healthy choices, brag on yourself. Talk about the good things that you are doing. When you feel good and you don't feel inflamed, brag about it. When you went to the doctor, talk about it. When you've made choices that are for the celebration of the next 10 years of you being alive, celebrate it. Learn to celebrate you. Because when you don't, you'll talk about the criticism of you. And then if you don't talk about the criticism of you, you'll start clamming up in depression and won't talk to anybody at all. And you need to talk about it. You need to talk about you, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And don't talk to an enabler. Talk to somebody who's going to help pick you up and move you forward. Into what? Not goals. Scale's gone. What's the goal? Talk to somebody that loves you. Talk to somebody that will encourage you. When you leave here tonight... I don't want you to beat yourself up because a shirt don't fit and pants don't fit and I don't look the way I did when I was 20. I don't want that. I want you to be encouraged to make a change. I want you to be encouraged to make a difference. I want you to live to be 100 years old. I don't want you to go to bed thinking about am I going to die in the next month, year, 5 years, 6 years? And today I want to live. I'm making that choice in my mind right now. I want to live and I want to live healthy. And Who I am today is not who I'm going to be five years from now. Who I am today is not who I'm going to be a month from now. What I ate today, I'm not eating a month from now. I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. I don't care how I got here. I'm taking a stand in love for myself and kindness and making a difference. I want to make a difference. And how do you make a difference You make a difference knowing that your future is locked in your daily routine. And in my daily routine, I need Jesus. I need the love of God in every single thing that I do. I must keep Jesus and the next generation in mind. Listen to me. Talk to my mom. My mom transformed her body over the last year because in love, I went to her and I made this statement. I said, Mom, you're not healthy. She wouldn't go to the doctor. She goes to the doctor now. You know why she didn't go to the doctor? Because she didn't want the report. She didn't want to hear the truth. So instead of the doctor giving her the truth, I gave her the truth. I said, Mom, do you want to see your kid, your grandchildren graduate? Yes. Do you want to see them get married? Yes. I said, then we have to make a change today. Well, what diet do you think I need to go on? You don't, Mom, because they don't work. Because not everybody's disciplined enough to make that a way of life. But you know what we can simply do? Let Holy Spirit guide what we choose to intake into our bodies. And that comes from a strong devotional life. And listen, everybody's life here is different. And we're going to talk about life's journeys as we move forward. But I want to talk about a story about Uncle Bryn. I want Tina to tell you. A story that Bryn told us about his weight loss journey that he's on right now.
1: Um, so anybody that knows <clears throat> Uncle Bryn Waddell, if you're in the Kingdom family, you you know how much he honored and respected his grandfather in the church that he inherited from his grandfather, right? So he um, started wanting to go on this health journey with the Lord, and he struggled in and out for years because you know being a traveling evangelist and just all these things in life, he was single for a long time. So he struggled with his health for years, so he started just leaning into Holy Spirit and asking Holy Spirit what he needs to do for his healthy lifestyle. And so he has a dream, and in the dream he is at Pat Ball's church that he has the absolute utmost respect for, right, and honor for. And a bunch of the church people start coming up with full garbage bags and just dumping their garbage all over the sanctuary. And they would come in one by one and just dump it everywhere. And he's getting frustrated in the dream. And Holy Spirit told him, the same way that you don't want garbage in that temple, I don't want it in the, this temple. Talking about his body and how he needs to have the most respect and honor for the temple of Holy Spirit that is him, the same as he has for his papal's church. So so that has changed things for for Bryn. And We've had so many conversations with him over these couple years and this journey with him. And uh, and does it mean that he's become strict and he's on this super strict diet? No, it doesn't. But he's invited Holy Spirit in every day on that journey with him. So when we, um, when we were teaching, I think it was the very first finance class, at the very end of it, if you guys remember, at the end we, we hit a pocket of prayer and the fear of the Lord came in and he started declaring dream works over us. And as he, every time he said DreamWorks and, and Dreaming and Dreamland, every time he would say those words, I kept seeing these three gears. And so I kept just asking the Holy Spirit, what is this, what is this? And eventually I started seeing these words form in these, in these gears, and then they became like the doors of a vault, like a bank vault. And, you know, when one, they put the thing in, and then they have to put the next combination in and then the next. So all three move, and the vault door opens and it reminded me of the dream that he had years ago with apostle Aaron and inside that vault like the ducktails vault was the resources for all of Portage County right so i kept seeing those gears and i was and I, i'm told this to the eldership and we were praying into this and the very next week we're all in prayer meeting together and proverbs 12:27 gave me what the three gears were plainly written out so Proverbs twelve twenty seven, a passive person won't even complete a project, but a passionate person makes good use of his, gear number one, time, wealth, and energy. So we feel like these are these are things that we're going to focus on, and we've already hit wealth, right, how we spend our money and our prosperity. We've already tackled poverty and how we're going to be a prosperous people. And now we're going to start tackling time, the long path, and our energy, and what our energy goes towards, which is our beloved identity.
0: Sorry, she cut me off real quick. So inside of that beloved identity, back to the story with Uncle Brent. You guys would not bring your trash in this building. You would not throw trash in this building. Why? Because you respect this house. I need you to start respecting and loving yourself. This whole thing is not about a diet. This is about you knowing how loved you are by God. And knowing the authenticity of who you are. Listen, our social media, our movies, our marketing creates all these ideas of these different things of what you're supposed to look like. I don't want you to ask TV. I don't want you to ask the diet. I don't want you to ask a bathing suit. I want you to ask God, what am I supposed to look like? I want you to ask God to show you what am I supposed to look like? If I can wake up on a Sunday and ask God what I'm supposed to wear to church, you don't think I can begin to ask God what I'm supposed to look like in my everyday function? What I'm supposed to eat? What I'm supposed to ingest? I mean, for a moment, it's going to be that practical. What do you want me to eat for lunch today, God? You know what this also creates? You with a deeper level of friendship with Abba. Maybe God wants you to do keto for a little bit. Maybe God wants you to do the Mediterranean thing. Maybe God wants you to just be a vegetarian for a little bit. I don't know. It's between you and God, because you know what? He knows how your body ticks. Everybody. Maybe you do the carnivore thing. Some of you ain't heard the carnivore. There's actually a diet called carnivore. All you do is eat meat. Chad and Joshua did it and lost like 30 pounds, just eating steak all the time, just getting the biggest tomahawk steak they could possibly get on the planet. But you want to know what? We can do trends that fails or we can go every day. God, what do you have for me today? You love me. You have something for me that's going to make me feel fully alive because I'm with you.
1: And that's where that, that verse, that Proverbs twelve twenty seven, the passive person won't complete a project. So you can come into these classes and you can do everything we're saying and you can apply it as a principle. But if you're passive about it, you're never going to complete this. You're never going to see the fullness of everything the Father has for you through this journey. So a passionate person will make good use of his time, his wealth, his energy.
0: So everything we do starts with beloved identity finances, time, energy, health, all of that, all is centered around beloved identity. So the first scripture text that I want to read you about beloved identity on your journey of the long path of your health, I want to read one of our most famous scriptures of our body being the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. So 1 Corinthians six nineteen says this, have you forgotten that your body, have you forgotten? I'm going to ask you like this the encounter you had in this room with tears running down your face, it doesn't stop when you go out to eat after this. It doesn't stop when you have lunch tomorrow. Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside this sanctuary. This one right here. You were God's expensive purchase, paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then use your body to bring God glory. Bringing God glory is not you. Looking like you're on Muscle Fitness Magazine. It's you playing with your kids. It's you jumping and dancing and worshiping. It's you going on a hike. It's you going hunting. It's you riding a bicycle. It's you laying on the floor and tickling your grandbabies. It's you, watch, being able to do the innermost things that bring you joy with no regret or no empty desire of going, I wish I could do that. No, you better believe I'm going to get to the place that I'm going to do everything that brings me joy that brings him joy. You have a God given right as a son and daughter of Almighty God to do things that bring God joy and bring yourself joy. Ed or Mike, go ahead and read us Romans
2: 8. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the Anointed One. Bill Johnson teaches this. He's, he taught it years ago, and it's something that burned in my mind. He said, I have no time to entertain or give any attention to one thought that doesn't line up with what he thinks about me and says about me. Gosh. And you could you could feel in the room tonight at different points of Just the shame i don't i'm we're uncomfortable talking about this i should be one of the most uncomfortable people in the room but i'm not you want to know why i actually look forward to tonight because i see where things have to shift in my own life so we all have a choice in the room how we perceive this thing i could i could let shame i could entertain shame and say it's never going to work out i've tried this and i failed i failed a thousand times but i'm excited because now we're doing this as a family Yep. You know, what does love do? If I love myself, love believes all things, hopes all things. So that means I have to believe that I could do this, right? That I could do all this thing, and I am going to do it, and it doesn't stop there. So part of the fight is fighting with ourselves and that shame and condemnation. It's not what this is about. Don't even let that – as soon as you start to feel that come over you, shut it down. Nope. Yep. This is for my future. And when you know what I do? I start reminding myself. Of Times where I'm tired and I don't want to play but Sam comes up daddy play That 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 brains to my mind come on man, and I, I remind myself as soon as I feel condemnation no, 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 this is not about my feelings. It's about what I want to do Yeah, you know what I'm saying in those moments. So there's no condemnation don't even entertain it for a moment I was excited for tonight because I'm like hey, we're doing this. This is something we have support now We're praying into this thing Maybe the atmosphere, will be it'll be different this time. Why? Love believes all things, yeah. hopes all things. We could do this together as a family. Listen, John 3, 16, Ed's about to read.
0: Understand, God so loved the world. If God loved the world, you're allowed to love your world. If God loved the world, you're allowed to love your world. And this weight loss journey should be about that one thing. And it's loving the world that you live in. And I want to be here for a very, very, very long time. Ed, Papa Ed, read us John three sixteen.
3: So if anybody in here has an issue with beloved identity, this verse should just say it all to you. Like, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Who in here would do that? Mm-hmm. I, the only reason I would do that is because I love you so much. Yeah. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, But have everlasting life.
0: The next part goes with what he just read in Romans 8. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn it or judge it. But that it would be saved and it would be rescued. Some of us right now need rescued. What do we need rescued from? Ourself. I need rescued from me. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I can't do the things that I want to do. I can't be who I want to be. So I need the one that saved the cosmos to come save me right now. And I don't care how you got where you're at. It's where you're at, he'll come rescue you. But all you have to do is yield to his love. I've never heard any kind of weight loss say, how are you going to lose weight? I'm going to yield to the love of God. And what it does is it gets the idolatry and and the narcissism of I'm going to lose weight to look like, I'm not losing any kind of weight to look like anything. I'm going to be healthy so I can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm going to be healthy so when I'm 80 years old, yeah, I have not put my body through hell. I'm ju- I'm telling you, I'm jumping in in this land at 80 years old with teenagers. I am jumping at 100. I'm jumping with a walker. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be feisty till they put me in the ground. I am going to do some things. But how do I do that? Today, I realize I'm loved today. And these choices, what I do with these will determine my tomorrow. What I do with these and what I do with these happens with how I think about myself. Let's go to Jeremiah 20, 11, and let's see what God thinks about us. All of us know this. Now look at this from a place of health, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Do not listen to me. I tell this to anybody. I understand some people absolutely are like, Against any kind of alcohol. I'm telling you like this whether what you believe, good, bad, ugly, with alcohol, I tell anybody this, no matter what your theological belief is. I don't care if you're saved, not saved, unsaved, whatever. Do not touch wine, any kind of alcohol, if you are depressed. The only time you see any kind of alcohol in the scripture is in celebration. So if you're not in a celebratory attitude, you shouldn't be touching it. Now watch this. Don't eat depressed. Don't eat anxious. Don't eat nervous. So if that's the advice we would give with alcohol, that's got to be the same advice that we would give with eating. So here's the thing. If I feel depressed and I feel anxious and I feel worried and I feel like this, like I got to go get a carton of ice cream because this is going to make me feel better. That's no different than the people that we preach about that smoke cigarettes. They do nicotine to do what? We calm ourselves with certain foods. They even call some foods that. Okay? Soul foods, calming food. You see what I'm saying? So inside of that, we have to watch our limitations in the kingdom. And I would say this is like to anybody else. If I can't control that, then what do I need? Accountability. So if I'm struggling with depression, guess what I ain't going to be around? I'm not hanging around a bunch of Eeyores. I'm not hanging around a bunch of complainers. I'm not hanging around a bunch of... Don't take negative Nancy to dinner. Okay? Don't go have dinner with negative Nancy's because she's going to order three desserts. Okay? She's going to eat things we shouldn't be eating because this is going to lighten the mood and this is going to make us feel better. Yes, good food tastes good. And is... Watch. In the moment of ingesting it. Oh, my God. Listen, I'll put out here right now. And put the pumpkin roll in my mouth and go, Mighty God. And I could eat four or five, I could maybe eat the whole thing by myself. But tomorrow my body's gonna go, What are you doing to me? There's a holiday. I'm glad we waited to the holidays before this. In the holidays, we start eating and we lose something of the Holy Spirit called self control. And every single one of us had done that in our inner conscience, and our inner world. We go, man, I shouldn't, I shouldn't eat anymore. And then all of a sudden, something takes over that word, which is Holy Spirit going, hey, stop. And you literally tell Holy Spirit to shut up. And in defiance, you keep eating because it feels good in the moment. Because you're with family and you're doing this thing. I need to know that I'm so loved by God that his thoughts, his thoughts, what happens if I get his thoughts towards me? What happens if I start thinking with his peace and I start realizing he doesn't have one evil thought towards me? And listen, even on those days, because you're going to do it, you're going to do it, you're going to eat too much. And you know what? On those days, you're still loved. On those days, So you know what you don't do? Go into another day, and another day, and another day, and another day, and another day. You recognize His love for you in a mistake. And you continue on a path called long. Believing. Because I'm scared. Listen. I don't even care. I don't care if you're a fitness model. You're still having a day of some ice cream. You still got, this is not about telling you, don't you eat a cookie. This is not about, don't eat a pumpkin roll. This is not about, don't you eat a buckeye at Christmas. That's not what this is about. This is about hearing the love of Abba to say you don't have to take it that far. This is the love of Abba saying you don't need this every day. We can enjoy without indulging. Why? Because when you find out how loved you are, there's some things because listen, Every of us, one of us gets to places where we're at, where we don't want to be. It was all because of brokenness. It was all because of brokenness. And me and him had many conversations before we ever got into this class. Me and him went on a roller coaster ride together. And he tells me one day, I'm never going to be you. And I'm like, you're not. He's not. And then he, he made a statement. He said, I've always been big. Yes, you're Big Mike. But I want healthy Big Mike, and I want healthy Jimmy, and I want healthy Tina, and I want healthy Mel, and I want healthy Hope, and I want healthy Bill. This is not about anybody looking like anybody else or anybody getting ready for the beach. This is about me getting ready for 100. This tonight is about me getting for the one zero zero. That's what this is about. And to get to the one zero zero, we're going to have to realize that the Lord thinks good about me and you should think good about yourself. Amen? All right. Jen, hit us up with Psalms 139, verses 14.
4: Thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. I actually like it a lot better in the NIV hold on one second and you guys will recognize this I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful I know that full well so if his works are wonderful and he made us then he made us wonderful and just a touch again on the um, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit because I feel like, I know personally a lot of times we feel like you're alone in this journey. You've been there. You've done that. You know what to do. You've tried it. You've, gone, you've ridden the roller coaster. Um, but if our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, then he's living in this temple with us. He made us. He knows what, how we tick. He knows what's best for our body. Um, I've been doing just some research on like the scientific stuff behind like food and how our body works. And one thing that's just helping me make sense in my mind and to really, like, get me motivated and to really say, okay, if my body is wonderfully made, then I don't want to do something that's going to harm my body, that God's given me this temple. And if we have just, for example, like too much sugar, your body can only process too much, and then your cells are overworked, it turns to fat. So that's not fair to our body to make it completely be overworked and then to carry this extra weight, that's not fair. The Lord's given us this temple. And the Holy Spirit's helping us with this wisdom. He's in us to be able to treat it rightly.
0: So in that the next thing, what is your mind telling you? Verse, what is the spirit of God telling you? I'm asking everybody in this room, do you believe in the long path? You hear me say it. I want to live to be 100. I'm asking you, do you want to live to be 100? I'm asking you, Do can you see the healthy version of you? Or do we have to break the I'll never be more than what I am? I'll never be one. Because that's not true. That's not true to anybody in this room. There is a healthy version of you. And it's not Jimmy Lovejoy wants to get it out of you. We're having this class because God wants you to see yourself the way He sees you. And He wants you to be around for a long time. I need you to believe that God wants you here for a long time for your kids, for your grandchildren, for your great grandchildren. We have been taught by an apostle, do everything with the next generation in mind. Okay? So my getting healthy, this just, it it, it, it destroys everything I know about health, exercise, and that. When I make this statement, when I go to the gym, I'm not going to the gym for Jimmy Lovejoy. Most every one of you in this room have tried a diet and tried exercise for yourself. I'm telling you, stop. Stop today. Do it for somebody else. Do it for somebody else. I can tell you right now, every time I go to the gym, you'd be like, yeah, because you're going with your kids. No, I'm going with the parents of my grandchildren. Every time I lift a weight next to Trenton, I'm going to get to play with his kids. Every time I lift a weight with T-Bone, I'm going to get to play with his grandchildren. Every time. Every time. And listen, there's days I don't want to go. But then I look at those kids and go, okay, I've made some choices up till now. Look at me. I've made some choices up to now. I've got to redeem some time, long path right now of some mistakes that I made over the last 44 years that I can really lock in and do some things over the next 66 years. That's how I talk because your language is everything. Guess what you don't hear me say? Diet starts next Monday. Nope. You know what you hear me say? I'm living to be 100. I'm going to play with my grandchildren. I'm going to... Language is everything. Language What do you want? Do you... And I'm asking you this question. Do you believe in the long path teaching? Then here's what I'm going to tell you. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's transform our bodies. Let's transform our minds. Let's transform our inner worlds together. Let's hold each other accountable. This ain't about me being the pastor and holding you accountable in this. This is about, let's do this together. So if I know if I'm out with certain people, I'm going to eat certain things. You know why? To help encourage you. I'm not going to be over here and be like, hey, I'm smaller than you, watch me. No. No. No, you need to be, you need to start. Some of you in this room, you start being aware who, if you love somebody, then be aware of what you're doing around them. Don't enable them. But don't listen, but don't be a barker. Don't be a barking Barbara. Okay? Don't be negative Nancy. Don't be ah, you're not doing your diet. You're killing them. Your criticism will kill them. Be an example. Love on them. And then if the time is right, you say, hey man, how's, how are you doing? How are you doing with our journey here, the long path and your health? Don't even say weight loss, say health. How are you doing with your health? Start using that language, okay? Yes, Tina wrote, we need to understand no vanity, longevity. I don't, I don't care what your outfits look like. I don't. If you're 40 and want to wear a belly shirt, you're out of your mind. You know what I'm saying? If you're a woman and you want to dress like your teenage daughter, first of all, your teenage daughter shouldn't be dressing like that. You need to probably go take a look at Timothy and Titus. You probably maybe need to get saved. I'm just going to be honest with you. You want your daughter bearing half-naked stuff, you probably need to just go to the altar. And then the fact that you would want to wear that as a married or grown woman makes me want to throw up. That's that. There's probably the most criticism you'll hear all night is from how women dress versus you being on a journey of health. Okay, that stuff just ooh, gets me fired up. So I'm a, I'm going to get off the ship. Do you feel alive? Mama hit it. Do you feel alive? Because this is a big one for her with her thyroid and hormones.
1: Yes. So when, when we were first starting to talk about taking this journey with you all in this, um, we wanted we wanted so much to make sure it wasn't. There's people in the church that are big. There's people that are small. Because I'm not big by any means, but I didn't feel well. I didn't feel well, you know. So, and I've done the diet things, and I've done the workout things, and, and still things weren't, weren't, weren't feeling right. I didn't have the energy. I'm, I'm irritable with my kids because I'm tired because my body doesn't feel well. So this is what we're talking about with this this yeah. health journey. It's not vanity. It's it's longevity. I'm not trying to look better so when we go to Myrtle Beach next year, I can be in a better bathing suit. That's not what I'm for. I want to be. I want to have enough energy that when my kids want to play in the sand, I can play in the That's sand. That's right. And Come not on. Be exhausted. So um, and one of the things with do you feel alive? I've had so many women in this church call me. So many. So please don't feel like I'm like. If you've had this phone call with me, I'm not singling you out. I promise you there have been several.
0: Yes, she is. They are. (laughs) I'm teasing.
1: There are so many women in this church that come up to me after some services, and they're like, man, we hit this pocket in worship, and I could see myself just taking off dancing or jumping around the room or worshiping in freedom, but they wouldn't do it because they think they're too big to do it because they know they're going to hurt if they do it. So you don't feel alive when those, those moments when the Spirit comes in, He comes rushing in, and this room feels like it's pulsating. You're feeling completely within yourself and withdrawn because you don't feel alive because you've not taken care of yourself. The temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit rushes in the room, and you squander what He's trying, to, or you're squashing what He's trying to do in His temple because of what you've been putting into it. So that's what I mean with, do you feel alive? Do you feel like every day I can do what I'm wanting to do, what my mind shown me I can do, what in my heart I want to do, or are you stuck because of choices you've made?
0: Yeah, which takes us into what can I can or cannot do anymore? What can I still do and I want to keep doing? And then what can't I do that I would like to do again? I want you to begin to think about these things because age this, a lot of this sometimes is not just weight. This is an age thing. Age restriction. Okay? You're not a spring chicken anymore. But we want to make sure in the long path, we can do some things in our latter days that we love to do. So I want Papa Ed to expound on what I can and cannot do anymore. Hang
1: on. Let me make this statement real quick because he just made that whole, you're not a spring chicken anymore. I just, It's kind of off base. But My bad, it's a this. demonic proverb let probably. Let me share this now. Aging is a beautiful thing. That's right. Aging is a beautiful thing. I just had this conversation at, the, um, at my cousin's funeral with a handful of people at the table at the dinner. Because they were like, cause my, my oldest sister will turn 40 next year. I'll be 38 this December. And they're like, man, do you feel old? I said, I mean, I mean, yes, I know my body's getting older. But like, they meant it in a way of like, isn't it depressing? And I was like, you know what? No. Like, no, I don't hate getting old. And I told them that. I said, I think aging is a beautiful thing if you'll embrace it. That's right. Because aging means wisdom. It means that you've been through things that somebody else can glean from. But the reason a lot of people don't like aging is because they're full of regrets.
0: Come on, mama. You're full of regrets on your time.
1: You're full of regrets in how you've spent your life. You're full of regrets in... in, (sighs) And how your body feels or how you look because of the way you've taken care of yourself. Yes. Aging is beautiful. There's scriptures about the aging woman being an example to the younger one. So when he's talking about dress, there is a way to present ourselves as aging women to show these girls what real beauty is supposed to look like.
0: Don't get me on that soapbox again.
1: That's why even Miss Jeanette is on a journey, if she has a mommy saying, where if you notice, she's letting her hair become its natural color. She's doing it in phases, which I totally respect. It's probably what I'll do. But it's—I tell her all the time—it's beautiful. There's scriptures that your gray-haired women—it's a—it's a sign of beauty. Yes. It's a sign of glory because you have been through life and you have testimonies and you are a witness of the goodness of the Lord. And that's what aging is.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm going to hit on this too before Ed goes. Nobody wants to be grandparents anymore. Because exactly what Mama T talked about. We live with so much regret. We don't want to be grandparents. Or we try to be the cool grandparents. Rather than people of wisdom. And literally it was one of the things that when I was in the woods. I kept looking up. And then Apostle Robin texted me some stuff today. I'm not going to go into detail about that. But he started talking about me. In wisdom. And there was a time when. Because I'm turning gray fast but it's like it's only right it's it i'm i'm going to be 45 and then the next thing you know i'm going to be 50 and people that have not done life well when they turn 50 they freak out cuz they don't have a long path mindset if i'm at 50 i'm halfway i'm i'm halfway ed says this in all seriousness he said it this past sunday i got 30 some years left and he's not kidding. His dad lived to be 100 years old. That's our inheritance. We've honored that. We want to talk about everything else in the Bible, but we don't want to talk about the longevity of how people live long lives without medication. You want to believe everything else in the Bible, but you don't want to believe a man lived 900 years. You want to believe in the power to raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils, all that kind of stuff. But you don't want to believe in the wisdom, and it literally says wisdom brings long life. Okay. Honor and wisdom. Honor and wisdom bring long life. I'm in. I'm in. Go ahead, Ed. Um I
5: just wanted to touch on that a bit. I, I heard one day, I, I thought, you know, my hair, you I go blonde, I look younger, you know, I keep going because I'm so gray that it you can't be dark-haired anymore. So I heard one day the, a whisper that said, what What are you hiding? Why are you hiding that? This is how I made you, you wow. know? Wow, And that's one of the things, and I it just changed my total thinking. Like, you're right. I, what am I hiding, you know? I, I do have... Good hair. Like, he made my hair beautiful, (laughs) white. Yep. (laughs) Not fake blonde. So that's one thing that really is making a difference in how I'm thinking about my age is I'm not thinking – I actually feel younger than I did Mm -hmm. five or six years ago because I move more. Mm -hmm. It's not – I haven't – I'm a healthy eater, really, Mm -hmm. but – I don't move much. So good food still sits there, you know. So Holy Spirit kept telling me, just move more. Like, you don't have to hurt yourself. You just need to move more. Yeah. And so I'm feeling younger, even though I haven't changed a lot. I am changing in a slow way because I'm listening to what he's telling me to do Instead of making up my own plans and trying to make it work. And that's, that's where the, I feel like I'm changing, aging more beautifully. You know, like. She's aging in reverse, yeah. by the way.
1: Hope and I looked at photos the other day from the beginning of Overtaken. We went down memory lane because she wasn't here in the early days of the gym. Yeah. And we saw so many pictures of you. And you look younger now than you did then. But it's wow. because you valued yourself and asked Holy Spirit, what do I need to do?
2: Wow, that's awesome. Mike? Yeah, so on this section of what I can or can't do anymore, my eyes were open to another degree this this summer when Sam started playing baseball. And uh, I noticed every time after baseball practice or the next day, my knee would bother me because I was catching ground balls for him. Mm-hmm. And, and even exercising and stretching, I wasn't stretching in a way that was – Stretching that out in that particular motion does that make sense? So I kept going to the chiropractor, and and he, you know, kind of work it out and feel better. The next week it happened again. I'm like, I finally figured out it was from the movement of baseball. So some of this, it's it's age, yes, it's weight, but how many you have back issues? That's common. Raise your hand. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone in the room. So how many times has that debilitated you from doing something you want to do? Not that you can't do it all the days, but it takes you out for a week or three days. This thing is so much bigger, it, it's all-encompassing. And, and literally, and, and I'm not going to get far in it, just mention it, but I do a 10-minute stretch like twice a week, and that back pain doesn't come back anymore. It's so much simpler than what we make, and we complicate it in our mind. But yes. the, the motivation is I do that before I go to the gym. And if you know me, for years I love working out with weights but I do that now as a priority over that because I see the significance of, man, if my back's bothering me, I'm not going to work out anyways. So if I take care of that first, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have, I have all these other issues. But almost every hand went up for back issues with there. We take care of ourselves. So, like, what do we can or can't do? I, I When I first met these guys, I pulled my back out. I tore a back muscle, and that took me out for six months. Yeah, Not including chronic back pain after that, but for six months – and I'm telling you, that was like, what, 10, 15 years, like 13 years ago? And I'm doing better now just from 10 minutes a day, twice a week. So if you can't do something, you know, one of my thing is, one of my th- my dad was 40 when I was born. It's the same age as me and Sam. So one of the my favorite memories I have of my dad is riding a roller coaster with him. I can't do that right now. And I used to love that stuff as a kid. So now I had to sit there and watch him have fun or Jen go on a thing with him. And that's motivating for me because that's something that I gave up for my childhood. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Come on. And so there's some practical stuff like going to work and having your back hurt. And there's some things like being able to play sports. But there's some little stuff that, like, man, I really want to be there when he rides the first roller coaster. I want to be in the front seat or the back seat with him. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in those moments, not just watching from afar because I can't participate. And a lot of us in the room probably deal with that to some degree. And so – what is it that we can or can't do? And, and, and it's, again, it's not a condemnation thing. It's like I want to be able to keep doing that. And then recognizing those things. I recognize when I went to catch a ground ball, it's been in a certain way. Well, I need to start stretching so that doesn't happen. Right. Why? Because I want to be out here next season. I want to be out here. And I started doing that so when football and soccer came, there was no issue no more. Yeah. It was a quick fix. It wasn't, it wasn't strenuous. It didn't take all day to, to fix. I didn't have to get on steroids and start hitting the, you know, protein powder, but just to go and and fix that thing and just take an action to be proactive about that.
0: So when you make it about long path and love and and your world and not vanity, this is what produces the desire is in you for a reason. What do you really want? He wants to ride a roller coaster with his kid. But I know every one of us that went to the gym at one time because we wanted to make our body look different because of what we saw in the mirror. The motivation becomes different when it's love. The motive. My mom lost the weight she lost because of her love for her grandchildren. It's all in a thought process. It's metanoia. It's everything Apostle These taught us, and now putting it in these things of practical everyday life. We did it with the money. Now we're doing it with the weight loss. We're doing it on a journey of health together. So now everybody in this room. It's not, hey man, what's the scale say, Mike? It's, I'm going to do things around my best friend. Because not only, and this is, I'm just saying, can I just be real in this room? If he's in the front seat with Sam, then I know me and probably Trenton are right behind him. So now, now Romans 8 becomes real. Our lives are interwoven together for God's plan. It's not just for a city to be saved. It's for a kid to ride a roller coaster with his dad. It's for a kid to hit a baseball or play catch with his dad. It's these different things, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, hear me this. Start looking longevity. Do everything with the next generation in mind and do it with love and not vanity. This will change the landscape of us doing a Christian Zumba class. Why? Why, why, ladies? Why are we doing a Christian Zumba class? We can accomplish more With doing something every day than a once a week exercise class. Are y'all tracking with me? I'm not saying don't exercise. I'm saying do everything with love in mind. And not love just for yourself. But for other people. Look at the people in your world. The leading cause of death, 60 and under, is heart disease. Because of us not taking care of ourselves. That changes today. When does it change? changes right now. And we got to stop saying I don't have the time and I don't have the energy. Because Mama don't have no video workout tapes. She ain't got no. You know what she does? She makes sure she walks around that little 900 square foot house nonstop all day. And you know what we did? Accountability. She told us, I got to get my steps in. I wish I knew how many I took. So we bought her a little step watch. So Mama knows how many steps she's taking watching those babies and she makes sure she gets her steps in. If she don't get her steps in, then she walks to the road and, and to the garage and back. She makes sure she gets her exercise in her way. Her way. Okay? Her way. So time and energy is important. Mama Jeanette, read to us how important Abba, how important God sees our time and energy. In Psalms 119 verse 105.
5: Uh, Truly shining light guides me in my choices and decisions the revelation of your word makes my pathway clear it's listening to what he's asking us to do it's not making our own plan your own plan's not working but if you actually walk with him every day meet him for the walk he's waiting there and ask him what do I do today to make myself more healthy. <coughs> He'll tell you. I mean, right there, immediately. It seems like I don't think I ever have to wait. When I ask him, okay, what should I do today? It's like right there. You know, take a walk. Go to the gym today. You know, let's have this for for dinner. Like, those are the things. It's His truth is shining light, guiding me.
0: I'm telling you, your choice has to be do something. Do something. Don't let depression, don't let where I'm at today get you stuck. God's got plans for you. Get up and do something. That's why exercise can't be Planet Fitness. It can't be just Dean Caputo's gym. You hear the choice that God tells you to take a little walk. It could be to the mailbox. I remember when Papa D was telling us three miles a day. Some of us can be like, I can't do three miles a day, but it's like prayer. Some people could pray for an hour. Some, you tell someone you do what for an hour? Man, I can pray for an hour. I wouldn't tell anybody in this room to pray for an hour. You know what I would tell you? Talk to God, even if it's five minutes. Your exercise, your, your go for it, your choice, do something. Do something that turns into something that turns into something else that turns into, I'm doing what my heart desires you got to take a step. One step is everything. That's why I've loved coaching kids for years. I love watching them hit a ball. I love watching those beginning phases of, I can't do this. But you know what? If you can do this, we'll get to that. If we can do this little thing first, we can get to that over there. It's getting people to believe in their self to do the one step. Then they can run the marathon. One step, one walk turns into a run. It's the beauty of life. It's the beauty of seed time and harvest. Pop Ed? Okay, so
3: I'm going to be 71 in a couple months, so I walked almost three miles today without any problem, and I'm thankful for that. And But I have a verse here. Um, for all for those of us, including me, that don't think we have enough time or we're always in a hurry and, and stuff, it's Isaiah 33, 6, and it's, um, he will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich storehouse salvation and wisdom and knowledge. So to me, foundation means a starting point. Now, is that the starting point when I was born? Uh, Obviously it was, because he was the sure foundation of that. Or was it the starting point of what I'm going to do today or what I'm going to do every day? So I just have to trust in that. And when I get uh, weird, or whatever that word is that I get sometimes, I just have to know that he is the sure foundation of my time I'll have plenty of time to do whatever I'm supposed to do today.
0: So. I love I love what he's, that scripture text when it says wisdom will be the stability. How many of us in our health journeys have felt unstable? Let's be honest. Let's re- so you know what you have to do? You got to get around wisdom. It's the same thing we talk about money. If you ain't got money, you get around somebody who's got money so they can help you find stability. Stability. If you want stability, get around somebody who's doing this thing right, and let them be an encourager to you. I'm just telling you right now. Go to the gym to the or, or go find somebody who's doing something good, and you get around them. They convince you to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why right. get around a salesman of health. Get around a car salesman. What do they want to? Do? They'll make you buy a car. Okay, get around somebody who's selling shoes. They'll make you want to buy shoes. Get around somebody who can sell something. So I, I, I have to watch talking to Dakota. I'm like, dude, don't talk to me about your job. He's like, why? I'm like, because you're selling me, and you're good at it, and I don't want to hear it because I I already have life insurance. Like, you're, You see, see what I'm saying? You get around a good salesman. The old, the old thing is they can sell a book to a blind boy. You know what I'm saying? They can sell you something you don't need, and they'll get you on it. So I say this, when it comes to health, get around somebody who has wisdom to get you to feel stable no matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at. Take a first step today, tonight when you leave here. Go home. Nobody probably drinks a whole bottle of water before they go to bed. Tonight, drink a whole bottle of water. You know what you'll feel good? I accomplished it. You'll feel I'm just telling you right now, I do it. Almost every night I drink one bottle of water. It makes me feel better in the morning. It makes you feel, you got to get up in the middle of the night, but that's a part of the age thing again. I used to not have to do that. Now, every single night, i got to get up and go to the bathroom. (laughs) Proverbs 4, verses 22, 23. You have to discover your path, even if that's getting up in the middle of the night.
1: (laughs) Proverbs 4, verse 20. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. Pay attention to all I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. This with discovering what works for you, when it's saying, listen carefully, my dear child, to everything I teach you, that's the spirit of wisdom asking that of you. Listen to what the spirit of wisdom is asking. And uh, when, when I read the, then as you unwrap my words, it will impart true life and radiant health. There's times when um, we get, when you all know, we'll get off path from what we feel we're supposed to be doing for a minute, and you start questioning, and those are the moments, even in the book of the North Gate. we go back and we go over the words and w- certain words that have been spoken over us. I replay those words back to me and it makes me want to live long path again.
0: Yep. Come on. It sets
1: you back on that path. Yes. But in that, with the pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being for fo- from there flows the wellspring of life. I'm talking about your stress, where your peace comes from. Mm hmm. Why am I in anxiety? Where have I been letting that rob me of my peace? Is my sleep being deprived? All of that is from the innermost being, your innermost thoughts. We even talked about it when um, Ben Robbins was here. He talked about that subconscious and we read these exact verses. When you go back over why do I actually do these things that I'm doing, even in our practical, what we eat, what we take in, how we take care of ourselves, all of that comes from that subconscious way of, of living it comes from the thoughts that are feeding those right because we emotionally eat we don't want to work out because we're having a bad day right all of those are emotionally led so we have to pay attention to the affections of your heart you know at times when when I feel myself getting anxious I know all the more I have to get up and take a walk just taking a walk, yep. getting fresh breath, and getting your body moving and the blood in your body moving will take your anxiety down. Yes, it, will. it will take your depression down. It will take your stress down. You'll start to sleep better at night just by putting your body into motion. But you have to pay attention to the affections of your heart because in those moments, I want to seclude, I want to isolate so i know that i have to i have to recognize what those things are and i have to i know the things to pull myself out yeah that's what i guess i'm trying to say you know the things to pull yourself out of that place but you have to you have to guard those areas of your heart
0: yeah we have to make sure that we guard ourselves and so in that it's the people we surround ourselves with help lift us up or tear us down who you spend the majority of your time with is literally your accountability. So I, I want to, I, I, I just got real straightforward with this coming out of that statement that Tina made. We must stop the excuses if we desire change. We can exchange stress for peace. How do you do that? You have to make a change. Exchange means to change. Okay? So if you're in a stressful situation, you leave the stress and find peace. I tell the story all the time with Warren calling me the one time. And I'm like, brother, you own your own company. Like, I know the thought is, well, if I don't go cut their grass, they're... you'll find another one. You, you, Warren, mean more to me than your company, than money. If he means that to me, I know he means more than that to God. And him having peace means more to God Than anything. That's why he's the prince of peace. So in that we have to make that exchange. So I say this right now. Stop the anxiety. What's the anxiety? Stop buying the lie. You're out of time. You are not out of time. You have not missed anything. Quit being discouraged. Quit allowing yourself to be dismantled. Quit allowing yourself to be pulled apart and pulled in so many different directions. Stop the anxiety. Years have been taken from you because of choices. Years can be restored because of choices. Hezekiah is a prime example of that in the Bible. He was promised 15 extra years because of a choice that he made. If he can be promised 15 years, what can you be promised? By trusting Holy Spirit, trusting love, and making right decisions. Okay, so in that, what's some of the right decisions I can make? Supplements and sleep can be a game changer. Okay, well, I jumped too soon. You have to learn to make time. What is your real priorities? Understand the time that's in front of you. Papa Ed loves talking on time and time management. So give us some of that wisdom when it comes to time. you talked about it back then there that's why i got ed written down big right here
3: but i will say something else about it though it's like i can't believe that time goes so fast i can't believe that i'm 70. it's like i've been out of high school for 50 some years and it's like john knows and Jeanette knows and i don't know anybody else in here that's close to that but it's just amazing how fast time goes and so you have to you have to make good of your time because it, especially with your kids you got to spend that quality time with the kids because pretty soon they're going to be grown and out on their own so
4: the second bullet here we had years taking can become years restored your body your cells renew themselves and they say approximately every seven years your entire body all of your cells are brand new so if like papa jimmy said we start now we truly can redeem the time because seven years from today we're going to be a new person tomorrow. Certain cells like they say, an eye surgery, you'll heal in like a few days because they regenerate so fast. So if we're going to have those new cells every day, we are continuously renewing
0: and you got to celebrate your small victories. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I'm telling you, you, got to start celebrating yourself when you make a healthy decision, quit looking for the flash in the pan, like abracadabra. I'm lost a hundred pounds. No, there's, it's going to, it's life. It's life. There's going to be some good days and a bad days. The thing is stay the path, stay the course. Okay. That's why we're going to have this on podcast. So you can go back and listen to this so you can be encouraged. Like I'm going to make better decisions for myself, for myself, for my grandchildren, for my great grandchildren. Time is everything. And we have to quit telling ourselves, I don't have enough time. Make time order, get some things in order. Okay, quit just flying off the handle and living spontaneous every day. You know the life you live. You know the sports your kids do. You know your job. You know that you can make time for things. You just have to be willing to make time and reorder some things. You have to allow order to come to your life. And the first order that you have to receive is truth. I need some changes today. I desire some changes today. I'm going to make those changes today. I'm going to surround myself with the people that's going to help me make those choices. I'm going to surround myself with the people that's going to make me make healthy choices.
2: I'm just going to say, if, if you don't feel fully alive, health, my body, spirit, all that, then if you don't have that, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Right? So if you don't feel fully alive, you have to make time. Like you need you if you have to cut other things out and if we're going to be honest with ourselves If you look at your social media if you look at uh, TV time or just There's there's a lot of downtime and I've learned in my peak when when I was working out and I was getting up to uh, 300 minutes I was I because I was tracking it and doing all the stuff I learned like the key that wasn't an hour and a half in the gym a day. It was literally like Okay, I got a break. Let me go walk for 15 minutes. Let me let me hit the exercise bike for 10 minutes here and while I'm waiting on this or while I'm watching TV let me hit the bike or I started learning 10 15 minute pockets add up to an hour a day mm-hmm. and I was getting like 300 minutes a week of exercise by taking it and uh, one encouraging thing we had this fabulous doctor unfortunately she moved away used to be up here in that little like urgent care building <coughs> she would hit this in her 30s all the time she made us get this book called the spectrum It was like a doctor I was saying you know I'm not telling you to get the book But we read that book, and it was amazing. All the scientific research says, no matter what your age is, as soon as you make this decision within weeks of turning around and just simply doing something as simple as walking, all your numbers start to turn around. And your body starts to go back years. And all these different examples of people in their 50s and 60s felt like they're in their 30s and 40s again from just changing and shifting into that.
0: Listen, you could change your life with just walking, water, and vitamin D. You can change your energy levels with walking, water, and vitamin D. Okay? So in that, we're going to talk about supplements and sleep can be a game changer. Your rest means something. Okay? Your sleep means something to you. So I want um, Jeanette and Tina to talk about some of the different vitamins and different pills they have went through and the vinegar and stuff that we talked about in, uh, behind closed doors when we were preparing for this.
5: I. I've been wrestling. I've given up a year of being outside with allergies. And it's and I am keep saying, Lord, I love being outside. I love the trees. I love your creation. Why can't I breathe, you know, when I'm out there? And um, vinegar. I started thinking about vinegar. And I started drinking a tablespoon of vinegar in my tea. Every time I make tea, I put vinegar in it and all of a sudden my airways are starting to open up and i can breathe easier and i'm not coughing as hard and i'm it, it's just those little things you don't it might seem like something weird i also thought about the way i breathe and he i you know his breath is in our lungs mm-hmm. we sing that song we sang it sunday you know like if his breath is in my lungs the air that's coming in is not bad for me. I've got that in my head that what I'm breathing is causing my allergies. So I changed the way I was thinking about that, and I'm saying your breath comes into me, and I started doing breathing exercises. And that's helping my coughing and and the way I'm thinking. There's little things that just are going to come to your mind that check them out. Don't dismiss them. Think about it and try it. Try the different things. But the most important thing is to change the way you're thinking. If you get a symptom, we're turning into light. We're changing our DNA to be who Jesus is. Yeah. So things are going to change in us, right? So if we get a symptom, thank God for this pancreas that provides those things for you that you need thank him for the liver don't start saying oh my gosh my pancreas is going crazy you know like or my you know like uh, my allergies are driving me nuts i'm thanking him for the trees outside and the creation he made that i can enjoy when i walk around i'm changing the way i'm thinking about those things and it's making a difference in in my body
1: that's what we're talking about with leaning into holy spirit with these things because i guarantee you jeanette didn't want i'm craving vinegar you know it's not just some random thing and i just began craving vinegar nasty it's, it's, uh, nasty it's holy spirit telling her like it's not just a random thought quit thinking of those thoughts as just being just a passing fleeting thought it's just random those are holy spirit moments Those are lead to so lean into those things the reason we had gallbladder pills on there. So a couple uh probably about two months ago now, I said earlier, I, I haven't been feeling well. And you guys all know, like I've been in perimenopause, like my hormones have been crazy. They haven't been able to get under control for a while. And so we're finally getting things yeah. under control, and I still wasn't feeling well. And so we were talking, and he was like, Well, let's do whatever it was when when you felt the best. When did you feel the best? And I was like, Well, we were doing keto. We were, do, like, we were doing really well. Like, I was maintaining weight. I felt good. I had energy. But then I had that surgery where I had my gallbladder taken out. I had the partial hysterectomy, that whole big thing. And then it just clicked, like, I don't have a gallbladder anymore. So I knew, like, I knew that was a Holy Spirit thing. So I started looking. The, the whole thing about keto is you eat high fats and your body turns it to energy, right? Because you're lowering the carbs. So fats is what's turned to energy. Your gallbladder is what processes your fats, I don't have a gallbladder (laughs) anymore, you know? So since that moment, I've done all the same things, but haven't been feeling well. So those are leaning into Holy Spirit moments like, aha, there it is. So I started taking supplements for that to start breaking down the proper foods because my body no longer has that avenue. So it's a supplement to now help my body process those things rightly. And it has made the world of difference, the world of difference. And like you said earlier with vitamin D, we live in a state that we don't have sunny days all the time, you know? So if you feel like, and that's why we say go to the doctor. Yeah, if you feel like you year. don't have energy, I'm yes. telling you, that's like a big change. Vitamin D changer. is a huge thing. Do you guys know Ohio is one of the leading states in depression and they've proven it's because we don't have enough sunny days. People aren't receiving the proper amount of vitamin D from the natural sunlight. So you may need vitamin D supplement. That's why we're saying go to the doctor. Once a year, get a physical. Let them do the blood work and find out what your body is lacking in, what what you need to supplement. Because
0: you are constantly changing. Like she
1: even said, every seven years, your cells change. Things are changing. You are aging. What does your body need? And our foods nowadays don't give us all the nourishment like it used to. They're filled with a lot of fillers and things to keep them on the shelf for longer. So your body may be lacking in one simple vitamin that you could be taking that could turn it all around. Yep.
5: And make sure that you take take um, ownership in in that doctor's visit. Ask them what I want to know how wha- how my body's working. What am I? What kind of minerals, vitamins that I'm lacking or I have too much of? Yeah. A lot of times they'll do like the regular tests that are you know like. Do you have AIDS, you know? Well, I don't, you know? Tell me what is, you know, what, what vitamins I yeah. need, you know? Like, pay attention to what the tests they're giving you and what sh- the information you're going to find out, you know? And be honest
1: with your doctor. Yes. Don't go in there like I feel great when you're telling everybody else you feel like crap. Yep. Tell them why you don't feel well and what doesn't feel well. One hundred percent. Because you're trusting the science that's putting all your foods. So trust the doctor.
0: So in supplements and sleep, I made a joke. I put steroids on there. And uh me that was mine and, mine and Big Mike's joke, because we took them back in the day. But in all honesty though, man, like the same way with the women with the hormones and the thyroid and all that kind of stuff, gentlemen. I'm telling you, your lack of testosterone as you get older becomes an issue. Now, I'm a knucklehead, and every time I go in there, I always tell that guy to test me. (laughs) And he's like, Mr. Lovejoy, your testosterone's fine. And I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, a little test 250, one shot a week, I'll be good. And he won't give it to me yet. But in all honesty, Mike was talking about this uh, today. A friend of his who was having some issues, and once he got a patch, and begin to release that. It could be your estrogen levels. It could be anything. Like, I know people because of their thyroid, they start gaining weight. A lot of this is not about your eating habits or it's literally your body shifting and changing. So we need to, we have to stop. The whole science and doctor thing, and Jesus is my physician. There are Christian doctors. We have Dr. Chandler in Streetsboro. He prays over our kids every single time we go into the doctor. Don't get started with me with the seven mountains of culture. We need Christian nurses, surgeons. God has given us science, and we need to use that. Science proves that God is correct and that he's alive. I'm not one of those people that's anti, you know, nope, nope, wrong guy. I'm telling you, I don't like when I hear people say, we don't go, stop, stop. I'm thankful for medicine. I'm thankful that God gave some people the inventions and the insight to do the things that they do.
2: Two quick stories about the roids, uh, the roids, not the hemorrhoids, the steroids. <laughs> Some of you were like, "I've been praying for this the whole night." Hey, it, <laughs> instant weight loss, instant weight loss, get rid of your hemorrhoids. Yeah. No, um, in all seriousness, my ex-girlfriend in my twenties, her dad was a man's man. Like you wouldn't think he was low testosterone. He was six four, tall, skinny, tree trimmer. He got uh, real moody, and depressed, and real aggressive. Started having an outburst of like, anger and different things. And he's he was telling his wife, I just don't feel like me. And so he went to the doctor, and, and make a long story short, they put him on a testosterone patch, came out of all that. And uh, back in the day, I went to tell myself, in my 20s around the same time, I was selling steroids. <laughs> Probably shouldn't tell this, so kids don't listen to this, turn off the podcast if you're listening. Um But I I was working with a guy and I sold him a bottle of steroids. He was he just had one of those like Chuck Norris home gym things He wasn't really into it. So he wasn't like a big bodybuilder is why I'm saying that he was in his 40s And his doctor had him on all kinds of meds and He he started taking one shot a week. He's like I don't want to be a bodybuilder I just want to get a little healthier and, and get a jump start and I'm not promoting steroids by the way So he took it and he went back to his doctor and all of his numbers were normal triglycerides Cholesterol, all these things was Medicaid. And his doctor's like, What did you do? He's like, uh, are you are gonna wrap me out? And he's like, What do you mean? He's like, Well, I work with this guy, he sold me a roids, I take one shot a week, and his doctor's like, Are you serious? He's like, I'll put you on the patch. So, so this is I know there's a stigma, but this is a long time ago, so hopefully it's a little different now, but then there's protocol for it. But he literally came out, it was a hormone imbalance for a man in his 40s, and he never even crossed his mind, never even crossed his doctor's mind. So get that blood work done. It could be a big game changer for you. And once again, trust
0: Holy Spirit. You see a thing that says, take the wheat out, take the sugar out. There was a woman that uh, could not have a baby in Pastor Russell Hilton's church. Um, My childhood pastor, a friend that I've known for years. Um, And they began to pray for this woman, pray for this woman. Well, here to come to find out when she took all of the ingestion of wheat out of her diet and sugar, A month after that, she got pregnant. We have to trust the wisdom of Holy Spirit for our bodies because he knows us the best. Now, one of the best things that helps with any kind of our health is sleep. And uh, we did this thing with negative words. um, And uh, we were doing something with uh, music with the kids. And I gave the kids in Legacy Academy a little homework assignment to look up some different YouTube teachings on how gardens and how different plant life respond to positive words and negative words. And are you guys ready for this? Different types of music. And anything that has profanity, any kind of very uh, deep, heavy metal um, when played over a consistent week and listen, can get the right water, can get the right food, all the right light. But the sound that was being presented to the plants on a daily basis. Anything that had negativity, it shriveled up and died. Anything that had classical music, instrumental music, positive words grew and was extremely fruitful. And so in that, um, it was Trenton that looked up a little bit deeper for us on the effect of negative words. So poverty, the culture of words Calling people stupid, idiot, dumb, sarcasm. How you speak to your spouse and your children can also create bad habits inside of your sleep. And so in that, negative words create bad, high blood pressure. It creates hearing loss. And it creates sleep loss, depravity. Now, you can be like, well, we don't talk negative to each other in our homes. But yeah, what are you listening to all day long? Are you listening to political jargon of negativity? Are you listening to certain types of secular music? I say this, I don't give a flip. I don't care. It's not a Nazarite thing. I, I, You're not going to be in a consistent base of beloved identity if you listen to more secular music than you do worship music. I'm just telling you, music will create your word, world. I promise. I promise it will mess with your attitude. Tina did this to me a long time ago because I was kind of in the whole like liberal thing of like I listen to whatever I want to and I love Jesus and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was very sarcastic when we first got together. And she said, just try this for me. Just for 30 days, don't listen to one secular artist. Just listen to worship music and the love of God. And I kid you not, it changed my attitude. It changed your attitude. I tell people all the time, you can't sleep at night, play worship music in your bedroom. 24-7. And when you go to sleep at night, put instrumental music from the family on, very low key that it doesn't bother you, and see how you begin to sleep. I'm telling you, sound creates a world of health for you. A world of health. Um, It's 8.30, so I want to kind of... Yep. And the next part is the stuff that you think we would hit on the longest. It's really not. The next part is your diet. Your diet is your focus. Understand, diet is your focus on looks or the long path. We've hit all this. Stop thinking about your beach body or your youth party. We already hit on this. Now, when it comes to a diet, find out what works for you. I'm just going to tell you a few things of how we diet in our house, how we begin to eat in our house. There's times where we'll look at each other, me and Mama T, and we'll be like, we're vegetarians for the week. We're vegetarians for the month. We've done that. We also do this thing like if we know we've not done things correctly, we do something called an egg detox where we wake up in the mornings and uh, we eat either boiled eggs or scrambled eggs in the mornings. Um, We eat eggs in a salad for lunch so we get our protein and then we eat eggs in a salad for dinner and we'll do that for seven days. There's nothing wrong with fasting and detoxing to get your body regulated so that you can feel the way that you need to feel. I would say as an everyday life for me and her, um, she can't do a full keto. Um, I don't think it's smart for anybody to do keto long term. Keto is good to get something jump started in your life, but you have to find something that is a long path. And I would say if we do anything, we do a keto kind of low carb. We don't do we do absolute zero sugar. Me and her absolute zero sugar. Every once in a while we'll have a dessert. Um, But we don't do potatoes all the time. Breads, both of us realize. Bread brings inflammation to my joints quickly. Makes my hands swell up. Makes my feet swell up. Makes her back hurt. So we, no matter what, do keto breads, keto buns. Um, That's how we roll in our house. That's, that's, That's what works for us. And listen, we do it together. I've always said this to her. When she was doing diet trends, I said, baby, you cook it, I'll eat it. I've always supported her. Whatever she wanted to try, I'm in it with you. And listen, I'm telling you, the same way that I, I like, don't believe this is an opinion, I don't believe in separate bank accounts in a house. You know why? Because it creates no accountability. Separate bank accounts, no accountability. Separate bank accounts, no accountability. Separate eating habits, no accountability. And listen to me, either everybody in the house is all in. So I would say this, some of you when you get home, if you're like, I'm doing this, I don't care what you got in the house. We're not afraid of money around here. It's your health, right? Go throw the junk away. It's quiet. Should be. Go throw it away. First page is all about your identity and what you want. Do those snacks, is that leading you to what you want? Is it taking you to what you desire? Then throw it away. Get rid of it. Get it out of the house. What about the kids? Teach the kids a new way of life. So they're not in a 20-year regret that you're in. This is legacy. Do everything with the next generation in mind. We don't have chips in our house. We have veggie puffs. We are creating a lifestyle that when my children are 44, they're not struggling with what I'm struggling with. If I want to do that emotionally, spiritually, this is what everybody does. We don't want them to have religion. I don't want them to struggle. Do you want your son or daughter to look in the mirror at what you're looking at right now? Do you want them to have that struggle? You have to, listen, you have to answer this question. This is not condemnation. This is love. Do you love your kid? Do you love your child? Then change it right now. You change it. Don't expect them to change it. You change it. For the sake of you and them and their kids. I came from a house that we ate bacon grease and we ate meat and potatoes and that's all we did and we we did it hard and we, yeah but my also my dad also worked blue collar my dad went and worked his hind end off every day and he burned a bunch of calories and so Paul never looked big, mom ate that meat and potatoes and the next thing you know she was something that she did not want to be and doesn't know how she get there because in the one moment of you making a choice you don't realize what ten years comes and so that this was not tough love this is I love you. I'm your pastor, right? I don't want to do your funeral. That's what this is about tonight. I don't want to do your funeral. I don't want to do it early. I don't want to do it until it's appointed time by God. And He knows that at appointed time. I want to see years given back to you, not taken away from you. I want to see years given back to you. I want to see you play with your grandchildren. I want to see you play with your great grandbabies. I want to do to you what I did to Tina's great grandmother. I want to honor your four generations. This is what I'm designed. That's why I'm doing this class. I'm doing this class for you because I love you. I know me. I know when I get to a certain weight. I, I know me. I hit the 240. I'll never hit that again. Listen to me. I'll never hit that again. I know what that felt like. But I don't have some of the brokenness that you have. I don't have the words spoken over me that you have spoken over you. I wasn't raised in the house like you were raised in. But we're a family, right? And we can make a change together. We can make a difference together. We had to make some changes. If I'm going to sit and teach you the Bible and teach you the kingdom and teach you scripture and teach you kingdom living. Then I'm also going to teach you the part where me and her were like, we ain't doing hamburger helper anymore. I don't want my kids eating that. Were we raised on that? We were raised on that. Are there some days we look at each other and go, man, that hamburger helper was good. It was good. But you know what? I also celebrate her creativity of what she's doing with fish. Listen, listen, I know in this room, looking around this room and people on this live stream, there's more creativity in you than a box dinner with hamburger. There's more creativity in you. There are some barbecue chefs in here. There are some amazing people in this room and you got to start giving yourself the time and credit to get awesome with a stove, to get awesome with a grill. And if you love cooking like that for everybody else, then I need you to love to cook for yourself. I need you to love to make some extravagant food for your family. That was probably the favorite thing about when we did do the keto diet for a long time. Was the fun that we had experimenting, grabbing cookbooks and finding a new way of life for us. We got to go on adventures with Yahweh. We got to do this. So, when it comes to your diet, you have to find what works for you. I don't know if anybody else wants to add on what kind of what they do. Ed, you guys want to add on how you guys kind of eat at your house? Somebody in the live stream just said I can't hear you.
3: Sometimes I catch myself eating when I'm not even hungry. So,
0: proper snacks, fruits, veggies, nuts, those are. Incredible ideas, the veggie puffs, you got to get creative with your snacking habits. Listen, I'm a snacker, you know what I'm saying? So there's one thing that I I got popcorn, I I love popcorn, but I've also realized that I could do the popcorn with a lot of butter, or some of you guys don't realize, like the different flavored salt shakers, look at the back of those, you know those are actually keto friendly, zero sugar, zero carbs, you just gotta can't have too much salt, because salt does what? Retains water. And if you're a person, I'm not a person that feels bloated, okay? I'm not. That's why when she tells me all the time, that meal made me feel so bloated, I'm like, I don't feel bloated. You know when I do feel bloated? Thanksgiving. Yeah, Yeah, or if I've had too much pizza. I am like the. But guess what we do? We make keto pizza now. And it's absolutely phenomenal. Loaded with all kinds of toppings.
2: Just real quick, I I used to work with a guy that played football for uh, two years at Penn State. And uh, he was 280, he was All-State defensive end in Chardon. And uh, <clears throat> he hurt his knee his freshman year, so he went from 280 to 350. And when he had a check back with the coaches, they freaked out on him. So he was injured, they made him ride a bike, and they said, you're going on a diet, you're out of here. And he lost 50 pounds in 30 days. And all he did, they told him, they had a nutritionist on the team, and said, you're not allowed to eat anything out of a box or a can it's got to be real food fresh veggies fresh fruit like mm-hmm. fresh meats he's like that's all I did I didn't do drinking the carbonated just water and that he's like I'm telling you it shredded off me in 50 pounds without even I couldn't even lift weights because my knee was injured like you know what I mean but just add that if the more whole food the more real food you can get yes. that's something we're as we're tr- transitioning more into this instead of just doing keto and, and eating Slim Jim's in between and stuff like that we're trying to transition into less hyper-processed foods
0: yes so somebody hear what he said he said nutritionist who all here has a family doctor raise your hand they'll provide you with their nutritionist you find what works for you i don't want anybody to go on a diet in here that you hate what you eat that is the worst don't do it stop stop it's dumb it's stupid it's stupid. So listen, I'm going to give you some real quick tricks of some things that you can change real quick that is not a trendy diet. I wrote it down real easy for you. You can never go wrong going fruits and veggies. Eat them up. Eat the fruits and veggies up. Do it for a month. Fruits and veggies. Nothing else. No canned food, no box food. Fruits and veggies. Have a blast. Oranges, kiwi. You. I remember when I was in the Marines and they, I was on ship because we were such a kind of a bland eaters. They had fresh kiwi from the Philippines on our ship from where we just came off the island. And I saw the little fuzzy things there and I'm like, ah, what the heck is this? And the guy's like, dude, you never had kiwi? And I'm like, what takes kiwi? And he's like, love joy, you hillbilly. He starts cutting it up and I ate it and I'm like, oh my God, more kiwi, more kiwi. There's some of those fruits and veggies you go up and down those aisles and you're like, dude, I don't want that nasty stuff. Try it. Stop being a hillbilly. And saying meat and potatoes, spit. There are some, your taste buds need kiwi. Your taste buds need to taste some other things. Okay? Here's the next big one. I'm stuck. I'm stuck where I'm at. Say no to fast food. Da-da-da-da-da. I'm killing me. That's the truth. That is processed garbage. McDonald's is garbage. Even when we had to eat out just here, because me and T-Bone traveled down to Southern Ohio, if I have to eat out on a fly with my family, do you know where I go? Arby's, Subway. I try to go places that have fresher foods. Stop McDonald's, stop Burger King, stop Wendy's. Stop, 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 stop. You're killing yourself. Nobody in here, nobody in here wants to ever struggle with suicide. You, I don't care what your kids want. Stop. Every once in a blue moon, We talked about this. We spoiled our kids in the beginning. Wasted money. We spoiled our kids. We could remember growing up, it was a celebration to go to McDonald's. Our kids got to the place where whatever, uh, chicken nuggets, it's easy, chicken. Stop. We're creating bad habits that where you hate yourself, your kids will be there when they're your age. How did they get there? Mama T says it all the time Learn to make quick meals I understand you got sports I understand you got things going on We got chicken legs Slow cooking in the oven Right now Gonna fall off the bone when I get home Okay And then we're gonna have some greens And some good things on the sides Guess what my kids are learning My kids are learning on a night of church You don't have to go eat fast food We got something cooking at home And wasting money and heads over here pointing at me. And wait, say no to fast food. Here's the next one. I knew a guy that I worked with. Carbonated drinks. A guy I worked with one time, went a straight year. Done with the pop, done with the Pepsi. Some of you like freaking Mountain Dew, can't do it. Some of you would freak out. That's probably a good indicator. You're addicted. That means when I get home, I would probably get rid of it. Till it can't control you. Because anything that controls you. Becomes bigger than the Holy Spirit. Anything that can control you. Demonic proverb. Can't go a day without it. What water? No I'm serious man. You're in a bad place. Your body has become dependent on something. And the only thing the scripture says. That I'm supposed to be dependent on is the Holy Spirit. There's the quietness again. That's the, I, I hit something. I hit something. I hit something. So I'm done. H2O is the best. Water boy. Okay. H2O is the best. I'm moving on. Your diet is going to be your business. If you're going to actually start to eat healthy, then go home tonight and do it with your kids. Why are we throwing this away? You look at them because I'm going to play with your babies. I'm going to play catch. I, when we go to the beach, I'm going to make sure I can get up and down with your kids. That's why we're throwing this away. Does that mean you treat your kids? Heck yeah, you treat your kids. But watch what happens in your world when you make it a treat. When I tell my kids we're going for ice cream, it's like like Christmas. Because we don't do that. Our kids know that that's not in our house all the time. So they go, carbonated drinks, they know only on Sundays are they allowed to have a can of soda. And they get super pumped. When visitors come in, they know they'll be. So other than that, it's not a. We make learn to create memories and a way of life in your house when it comes to diet. Okay, the next thing is exercise. Not going to beat this up. Not everybody's a gym rat. Stop. Stop. You're you're not. If you weren't a gym rat in your 20s and your teens, you're probably not going to be a gym rat now. It takes a different bird to get in there and actually work out to bring change to your body. When it comes to pumping iron, I want everybody to hear me in this. That I tell my kids all the time because I'm teaching my kids how to lift weights. I tell them it is an art form. It is not a movement. It is not get in there and jerk things around. That is not it. I would say this, but some of y'all don't believe me. Go watch Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie from the 70s called Pumping Iron and watch that documentary and tell me if lifting weights is just lifting weights. Those cats would lift weights till they almost pass out. When I lift weights, I was literally on my way to doing my first bodybuilding show when I had my encounter with the Lord that changed my life forever. And so, in that, I can take that mindset, but not in a vanity way, in a health way. And teach my kids for their athletics how to lift weights properly. Do I think you should get a gym membership? I do. But if you've never been an athlete and you've never been a bodybuilder, then there is a section that's called a 30-minute workout that actually comes from The Biggest Loser. I say get in there first. I would stay in there for six months to a year before you venture out and get on any kind of program. And what you do in there is a 30-minute workout. And when the light turns red, you stop. And when it turns green, you hit the machine. Not with your ego to see how much you can lift, but it's get this. Listen, exercising should be about heart rate up, heart rate down, unless you're an athlete, period. Heart rate up, heart rate down creates sweat. It creates movement in the body so that you can burn calories, There's a difference in burning calories and building muscle for athletic performance. I've been a coach for 20 years. You have to trust me on this. This is why when I'm in the gym, people think I look like an idiot because I'll do a movement, a workout, and then I'll walk. And people's like, what the heck is he doing? I'm getting my heart rate up and down in between my lifts because I'm not going to play ever again. Uncle Rico believes he can play again. Okay, but we can't, Johnny, even though you got eligibility. We can't, we can't do it, okay? So, if you're not a gym rat, I say this. Stretching for every single one of us that are 40 and over. And I would say if you're in your 30s, get used to it now. Especially every person in this room that has back problems, I can show you stretches that they showed Trent when he was going through his thing that would change your world. And they make a foam thing at Walmart that's like this long and it's a circle. And you roll your back on it every day. I... For literally five months after Disneyland World had to take a massage gun and rub the planter's fasciitis out of my feet every single morning and night just to feel like I wasn't walking on glass. There was two things that had to do with it. One my age, one my weight. And the other thing was I wasn't ready to walk 10 stinking miles for four days straight at an amusement park, okay? Yeah, 10 miles every day. So if you're going to Disney, don't go to four parks in a row. Give days for your body to recover, especially if you don't walk three miles or more a day. Okay, so stretching, massage guns, bands, all of that stuff is needed for your body. So in that home workouts are big, walking, hiking, and jogging. Find out what works for you. Tina and I did jogging for a summer. We felt like it was a thing we were supposed to do. She felt great about it. The problem was when we first started out jogging, we were much younger. And Marine Corps Jimmy is way faster than Tina. And so Tina thought she had to keep up with me. And so in that, she started to hate jogging. And then she did a study on it and realized that when you jog, you should be able to talk while you're jogging. That's the proper way to jog. If you go faster than that, you're doing nothing but hurting yourself. A jog should be comfortable. But before you jog, you have to be able to walk. And I encourage everybody to start walking somewhere, even if you have a sit-down job. Walk, 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 walk. Get your heart rate up, get it down. Workout videos at home. Some of you mamas that are just having, you want to go to the, how many of you mamas in here want to go to the gym? Like, I would like to go to the gym, but I don't have time to go to the gym. Show the hands. I don't have time. I don't have time. So this is what you do. You do what Tina did. You get a Paula Abdul workout. She does, a. gym don't work for her. Gym don't work for her at all. She'll go two times a week with me and the kids, but it's on certain things. If she goes to the gym, she actually feels bloated. She feels like she ate Thanksgiving dinner. So what she does is she finds different walking videos. There's an app called Beachbody. They have all kinds of different videos. It's $5 a month. You find out the aerobic video that works for you. Okay, and progress your steps with that. CrossFit works. There's different things. I'm going to say it right now to the dads that don't have time to walk and do things. Coaching your kids. Get out there and coach your kids. Don't let somebody else coach your kids. I'm not saying you got to be the head coach, but I love all these dads that are getting out there in baseball season and T-ball. You ain't sitting still the whole time. Are you, Justin, Ashley? No, you're running all it's organized chaos and you're sowing into the next generation. Hobbies, hiking, kayaking. I've never been kayaking in my life. I went kayaking with T-bone for his birthday and for the next two days, my shoulders. Oh, my goodness. These are little things, man. You could go kayaking once a month. Hiking, get out, get in nature. Don't sit still. The last thing we're going to talk about here as we end tonight is how do you carry yourself? Heading into your health journey, not doing anything with yourself will discourage you in your journey. And this isn't vanity, do yourself up. That's not what this is. This is, get up and dress in the morning. Don't let your clothes be wrinkled. Take a proper look in the mirror and say, am I becoming the person that I want to become? Buy some clothes that look professional, but I thought we're losing weight. Yep. So that you can donate them to the goodwill. Listen, take care of yourself. Getting dressed in the morning, doing your hair, making your bed, putting makeup on, that all, all that stuff means something. You know when you have a day that you look yourself in the mirror and be like, I feel good today. I feel good today. That's important in your health journey. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. also, also on days when you don't feel like you feel good, like, I remember telling, I think it was Mel in Heaven the one Sunday. Uh, they were like, oh, your outfit's cute. And I was like, listen, I didn't feel good today. Like, I feel like I'm really bloated. But I forced myself to wear something that I was like, oh, that's one of my skinny outfit days. You know, every woman has a skinny jean. And that jean when you don't feel so great. And But I forced myself to do it so because I, I wouldn't let that insecurity come on. Of I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to dress accordingly. And I forced myself to be in something that I know I feel good in.
0: You want to hit on that at all?
5: Just to um, that's makes me feel better. I when I started this, I thought I'm just going to get a new shirt that makes me feel good where I am right now because I'm okay. And then it made me think, Wow, I feel really good in this. What if What if I lose five pounds and then I could get another one? You know. Like giving yourself those things that start now. You don't have to wait until you're until you've lost forty pounds. Have have fun and celebrate right now. That celebrate you're doing who good. You, it's
0: the celebration again. Yeah. Celebrate who you are now. I'm gonna ask you this: Do you iron your clothes? Do you think of dressing up or dressing down? Is that language even in your vocabulary? Because I'm telling you, if you dress down, you'll feel down. But if you dress up, you'll get your hopes up. If you don't care what you're wearing. This is not about style. This is about you caring what you put on. Care about yourself. God cares about you. Care about yourself. I'm telling you, this will change your habits. And then the other thing is that helps with health and cleanliness is your house clean is your car clean are things around you in order apostle D makes a statement about apostle Nolan Ball because he was big on health and he was big on how you carry yourself and how you present yourself and there was an overweight man that at a conference got up and said I'm apostle so and so and apostle Ball said no you're not he said I'm apostle so and so Apostle Paul said, no, you're not. He said it a third time. I'm Apostle's and Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul said, no, you're not. And he said, how can you govern the body of Christ when you can't govern yourself? That would seem harsh. But it was truth and it was in love. Because we're leading people. How we carry ourselves in our homes, at our jobs, it means something. How you view yourself. To some people in today's age, that was a harsh truth. I would say, according to God, that man needed to hear that. Because the next year when that man came back to that conference, Apostle Ball said that man lost 100 pounds. Because a governing authority who carried himself well, Carried himself with excellence. Looked at another man because he cared about him. And said, you need to make some changes. You need to make some changes. It's okay if somebody looks at us and says, we need to make some changes. Because I want to be here till I'm 100 years old. The last thing I am going to talk about, this is a big one with Mama T. Kids' food versus your food. We are leading towards regret or a successful future for our children.
1: So, so don't don't focus on feeding your kids healthy food, but then you don't feed yourself healthy food. But also vice versa, giving your kids junk food, but then you make sure you're eating healthy food. The whole family has to be healthy. You're teaching them a healthy lifestyle growing up from babies up. We've taught our kids a healthy lifestyle, a lifestyle of conscious eating about keeping keeping your body moving. But if you're if you have two different menus in the house for your kids versus you, either you're being selfish or you're teaching them to have zero self-control. So the whole house, it's a healthy style health style for everybody.
0: I wrote this for you guys to keep. When do I start? Now it's no longer till Monday. It's when I leave here. Okay? And for you to be successful in this, you have to have accountability, not someone who enables you. So I say it like this, we are able to keep each other accountable, okay? Some of us may not be able to do that in our homes. So you as a husband and wife need to find another husband and wife that will help you stay accountable. That means be around people that aren't going to force a diet on you. They're going to love you. They're going to they're love you. There's certain things I do around certain people that I don't do around other people. Why do I do that? Because of my love for them. The Bible says don't be a stumbling block to your brother. So inside of that, if I know somebody's struggling with their appearance or their health, I'm not going to do something in front of them. They're like, hey, look what I can do that you can't do. I want to support you become all that you can be. We need to do that for one another. And that's not starting a Zumba class once a week. That's not what that is. That's literally learning how to do life. Unless you think you're going to do Zumba forever. We need to make sure that we're finding some things that fit in our daily lives. That we can do every day. I have a routine that if I go to the gym. And then I also have something if I don't go to the gym. I'm prepared to stay active and moving in all that I do. How does this begin to happen? This. How do I start this journey of a new way of life? James 1.22 says this. Apply today. In James 1.22, it literally says apply this today, right now. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it. I'm asking you, what are you going to do to respond to this tonight? Some of us need to go home and throw some stuff out. And then tomorrow... Make a change, okay? Do not respond to it, for this is the essence of self-deception. So always let His Word become like poetry, written and fulfilled by what? Your life. Go to Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. Start now. Remember, it's a way of life. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation, that's been given to you. The ask, the question is: Revelation has to be received. Are you receiving what we're saying? And be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within, as your new life, and live in union with Him. For God has recreated you all over again in His perfect righteousness, and you now belong to Him. In the realm of true holiness. How do I want to end this today? How do I embrace the new? I let go of every word curse. That's ever been spoken over me. That's what I do. Whether you spoke it over yourself. I want you to hear me. I'm going to get very personal here. Stop calling yourself ugly. Stop stop calling yourself fat. Stop calling yourself a slob. Stop calling yourself a nobody. I can't find that anywhere in here. I can't find that anywhere in Scripture. On my November the 29th, that Apostle D talks about for me, he said, Jimmy, you perceive the lie to become truth over your life. And how did I do that? Because I had a heart fracture that wasn't quite healed. This journey of health really starts in your heart, of how you see yourself. The weapons of overthrow are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. To the very point of our imagination the diet that you can't seem to finish the way of life that you want to live that you can't quite embrace all comes from one thing beloved identity somebody said something about your appearance or how you look or how you act or what you can do, or you're not athletic, or you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you're not a cheerleader, and you're not this, and you're not that, and it's stuck to you. It's stuck to you. Somebody said something about a style of clothes you wore, and you look at yourself in a mirror, and you feel like you have no value. And I'm sitting in a room and speaking to people on a podcast that have been created by God. And not for a flash in the pan. You have prophecies. You have dreams. And I know our inheritance of our prophecies and dreams is to hand those off like Apostle Aaron. We saw Apostle Aaron hand the inheritance so he could see it. A man in his 60s hands it off so I can see it. Whatever you're touching right now is amazing. Your kids are amazing. Your grandchildren are going to be amazing. Your great-grandchildren are going to be amazing. There is property that you haven't even bought yet. There are things you haven't even obtained. There are things that you dream about in this room. And I don't want it to be a flash in the pan. I don't want it to be a flash in the pan that our health became something because of something of our past. The health messes we're in right now is something from yesterday. It's from the past. And we won't move into our future till we let go. If we learn how to do it with relationships, we have to start doing it with identity. We have to start doing it with identity. If we... Let go of the past for everything else. We have to do it for identity. I feel like I'm healthier than I've ever been right now, inside and physical and everything, because I've been able to let go of some things that I've held on to. So let's just take a moment and pray. Father, I'm asking you to heal the inner world of your sons and daughters. I'm asking for your courage to come to them that they can finish what you've actually started them already. We wouldn't be here in this spot, God, if we didn't start something called beloved identity. I'm thankful for the beloved identity work that you've done on the inside of your sons and daughters. Now I'm celebrating the transformation that's about to happen on the outside. I thank you for the desires, the dreams of things that they want to do physically. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to start governing our everyday habits. We don't need a flash in the pan diet. We just need your wisdom and your guidance, Holy Spirit. And as you guide us, I'm asking you to heal Hearts in this room of word curses over your sons and daughters. Of false identity that's been spoken over them. Whether they've spoken over themselves or somebody else spoke it over you. Some of you in the room, God, I'm asking, guide them that they forgive themselves. Some things that you've said over yourself, that's not how God sees you. In this room and on the podcast, God doesn't think about you the way you think about you. I even say that over myself. Abba, I'm sorry for some of the things that I've said over myself. You don't see me that way. You don't see me that way at all. Now, Abba, we forgive every person who said something that hurt. Whether it was a mom and dad. Whether it was a brother or sister. Whether it was a spouse. I even speak that ex-boyfriends and girlfriends that said things over you. Divorce has no grip anymore. The words that people have spoke over you are being drowned out by how much God loves you. So I pray tomorrow when we look in the mirror, we start dreaming for our futures. And God, guide us to the right accountability partners. I don't even know if we should call it that. Guide me to the right friends, the right voices that don't try to encourage me to go to the gym or try to encourage me to a new diet. But they just simply ask me, how am I doing? And let me go on a journey with those people. Let me go on a journey with those who love me. Let me go on a walk with them. Let me go hiking and hawking hills with them. Let me go to the zoo with them. Let me go to the beach with them. Let me go to Mobile with them. Let me do life with them. Let me coach a little league baseball team with them. Let me get on a wrestling mat with them. Abba, thank you. That you care about our health. And you care about our future. So I'm praying tonight, change come in a big way. And let me believe in that change. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen to me. In this area, with me being the papa of this house, you need me, you call me. You hear me? You need me, you call me. You need me to come over and clean out your cabinets. I'll do it. Whatever you need me and Mama Tita doing this, this is not about vanity. Vanity. This is not about muscles, this is not about weight loss, it's not about bathing suits. This is about you playing with your great-grandkids. This is about you handing off your inheritance early so you can enjoy it. I want this house to enjoy retirement well. I want us to be able to be here on Monday prayer meetings. With Legacy Academy. Knowing that our children's children are taking care You want to know why I want that? Because they're retired. And one of their greatest joys is they get to be in here with the next generation. On chapel days. And on Monday prayer meetings. They don't know this. But that's one of the things that I've been asking God. Can I have that? Can I be retired so that I can just be in the presence with the Legacy Academy? I want to be in my late 60s, early 70s just enjoying the presence with teenagers. I want that. I don't want to be as healthy as them. I want to... I. I i love what i see when you guys are in here with those kids it makes me want that man. i want that for everybody in this room i want you to be retired in your 60s i don't want you working i i have a pet peeve when i see an older gentleman or lady working at walmart or fast food in their 60s and 70s i wish i could just take a million-dollar check and just say, go play with your grandkids. Get out of here. Get out of here. I can't do that. But you know what I can do? I can raise up a people to make sure that when you're 60 years old, you're not working. 70 years old, you're not working. Maybe some of you, he talked about it with heaven in her 50s. Full retirement. Enjoy half of your life left. Do you believe in the long path? That's what this is about. If that's true, then something changes tonight. And something definitely changes tomorrow. And it's finding a way of life and a rhythm. That brings me into full prosperity and health. Which makes the three wheels work. Time energy, and wealth. That's what Abba's calling this house to. Time, energy, and wealth. And we're going to manage it all well. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Northgate. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.